Hello and welcome to the Sorry Meadows podcast. Today I'm your host Mike and today I'm joined by Reese. And you may remember, if you've been uh, listening to our podcast, that we did an episode on some of our favourite TV episodes with Jack uh, recently, who's not invited today. And during that, me and Reese, we made a, a blood pact together that in return for Reese watching Bojack Horseman, I would watch Gavin and Stacey. Uh, I think we're both very happy with the decision. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this uh, episode is sort of part one of our blood pact, in which we'll be talking about the show that I got Reese to watch, Bojack Horseman, because it's excellent. We'll uh, we'll start with just some general thoughts, then move on to sort of seasons characters. Then we're going to go do a run through of our sort of top ten episodes each, and then try and get as much out of the show as we can because it's a pretty heavy and dense show for what it is. Before we begin, make sure to check us out on the the usual social medias, but not Facebook. Just by searching Sorry Meadows, you'll find us. And big thank you to Spike Kappa for our theme music. And uh, also, if you haven't, go listen to our television episode. And then uh, we'll meet you right back here. Reese, mm-hmm. what did you think of BoJack Horseman? Because I know it's a, it's a show that uh, different people, I think, get different things out of it. I, I can see why it is in, like firmly in your top whatever. I, I think it is one of the best shows I've ever seen, easily. Um, it's kind of made me rethink the genre of comedy. I tend to watch other things now and think back. How does this fit into the same genre? But its tone is just incredible. Like the consistency of how it keeps you on edge. And I think I think that that's what it does really well. And we've, we've spoken about this before when we were watching some horror films. Is that the best horror films aren't necessarily scary. But they create an established um, theme and tone. That, that you sort of get a little bit comfortable into. And then it pulls the rug away a bit. I, that's the sort of comedy I see in this. As well as it being depressing at times but um yeah the the, only, the closest thing i can associate this show to is you might have seen it is um ricky gervais's afterlife which mm. it is funny and but it's real and i th- i think that's the biggest compliment i can give this show like where whereas gervais's character is not rich or anything though and doesn't does, and he isn't the cause of his own problems like bojack is the results and how he deals with bad stuff are similar. And there's this really strong nihilistic tendency in both shows. Um, but particularly in Bojack, there's, there's always a, a sense that you spend a whole season building up, building up, and then and something good maybe happen. But no, he just lets himself down again. And I don't think I've ever encountered a main character who I fervently dislike as much as Bojack Horseman. Um, but in a good way. Yeah. Like... Well, not even in a good way. I just don't... I, I, it's, it's hard to say, but I just f- found myself having no sympathy with the character in that second half of season six. Um, he, uh, what's it? Is it Xerox and Xerox and Xerox? Yeah. That second interview, I'm like, good. Yeah, deserves it. Yeah, because he did all he's those a tosser. Because like, uh, early on in the show, you can you can have some sympathy for oh, Bojack. Yeah, we'll get into this when we talk about the characters. Just but like, when you see him make the same bad decisions that don't just impact him, they impact other people over and over. Yeah. It's a nightmare. Yeah. And you spoke about the tone and it's, I think it's unparalleled. Like, cause this show is, it's dead funny. Like there are bits that have me corpse in laughing at how funny they are. Wait, what if we give the kids pumped up kicks? <laughs> then they can just outrun the bullets. <laughs> like, yeah. it's so funny, but it's, I mean, you got like, it's just like <laughs> Todd, Todd every joke, robot. you're going to be hit with something so like depressing five minutes later. Yeah. And it's a show that, Every time you watch it, you want to binge watch it. Not because usually when you binge watch a show, it's because 
you want to see what's next. But Bojack, you binge watch it because you want to get it out of the way. Yeah. You want sort of exactly you want yeah. the pain to be done with because you always know that no matter what's happening on screen, you know whether the characters are because the characters have up and downs in their own relationships in the show, and you know that even if they're going through a good period in their relationship, you just know that they will ruin it. And it's not just Bojack; they no. all do it. Just Bojack does it the most, but, and you know that like no matter how happy the show is, you know within a few episodes the entire dynamic is turned around yeah, again. But, and what I like about it as well is that you have four main characters, sorry, five main characters here. Yeah, Mr. Peanut Butter, Todd, Princess Carolyn, Diane, and Bojack. And I always think that all the bits that the four others do, yeah, it all happens, and they all fail, and they all succeed, and they all, we, they all have laughs in, in them. But their whole story arcs together, like, you need four of them to weigh down what's going with Bojack. And it's 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 just like so much happens with that one character. Uh, I don't think we've seen we. I I can only think back to stuff like Tony Soprano, as someone who, whose character is every single inch of a character is is dissected perfectly, and you can see, and, yeah. and again I haven't I've gone I've gone back to watch a few of the older episodes because all the stuff he's done is in the past. You get the first one where where you see what he did the herb. Um, the stuff Ugh. that he did in 2007 it's like it's still there, it's still the same character it's not as if, oh, some bad stuff has recently happened to him, no yes, he's had a traumatic childhood but then you get the bits where he goes yeah, but so does, so does like every so it seems that every celebrity has like this sort of childhood and they blame it on that that's why you don't think the show's going to be relatable because it's about celebrity culture, mm. a lot of it and a lot of us can't relate to celebrities in, in Hollywood living in their big the hilltop mansions but and you look at the show and it's it's this like crudely animated show where half the characters are animals and they're all like rich celebrities and you think you're not going to relate to this. But I think every character has got stuff that someone's going to relate to. Like someone's going to relate to Bojack's addiction and constant self destruction. Someone's going to relate to Mr. Peanut Butter's depression. I mean, there's co- someone's going to relate to you, you only have to miss, look at uh, Princess Caroline's miscarriages and at, stuff. Like yeah, you only have to look at Twitter and BuzzFeed now to. to... To look, they're, they're, it's not that hard to find a Bojack out there right now. There's one particularly, yeah. there's one in the news right now, actually, who uh, I won't name, but uh, he's been. Pretty... And like, and the show is more real than the majority of live action sitcoms that were coming out at the same time. Mm. Like, look at all the live action sitcoms that come out. They get 13 <laughs> episodes, they get canned. It's like, yeah, the people may be real in it, but they're not real yeah. in quotation marks like the Bojack characters are. Yeah, and I, I, I like the fact that the comedy that I say. The comedy in this, yeah, comes from tone. It's also there's, there's there's an essence of chaos to it as well. You don't know what's going to happen next ever, um, and that goes to no, the tragic moments as well. Um, yeah, but every episode hits you with sort of you get a constant familiarity when you're watching BoJack as well. Like as far as it rips you out of your comfort zone, you always sort of you feel like you're watching the show you're familiar with. Like you know that within the next five minutes, Princess Caroline's going to do some fun wordplay. You know that you're going to see a sign that someone's bought from the banner company, and they've got all the instructions wrong. <laughs> like you know that, like the the constant sort of running gags, callbacks, like it's and just like how well crafted is the universe. Like because like, you look at Universe South Park, Family Guy, Simpsons, and you look at all the callbacks they make to the past, all the jokes they make, and it's like there's no continuity here, and and, and those shows aren't trying to, so that's fair. Mm. But like BoJack, everything that happens happens. Like it doesn't matter when it happens, it doesn't matter who it happens to. It happens if it's an important thing, then it's an important thing. Mm. Like if Peter Griffin set vomited candy floss onto Felicity Huffman's house, <laughs> what, then what, like why did you go straight then, to Family Guy? 
<laughs> there are, I, I there are other better comedies out there. I know, but when you like when people look at this show on the surface, they think it's gonna be a family guy, don't they? And when Peter Griffin says, Oh, I vomited candy yeah. floss into Felicity Huffman's house, like that's it. But in this, Felicity Huffman becomes the neighbour of Bojack who hates him for years yeah. because he vomited candy floss onto her house. Like it happened. And then he ends up And it was her. a dick move and he gets like yeah, <laughs> and it gets him punished. Yeah, I, I suppose that, that that's something I sh- that um because we're doing the sort of like you recommended it to me. Bojack Horseman is a show I've been putting off for a long time, um, just because it did look stupid, and I thought it was a co- like a flat-out comedy. So I wasn't really that like, oh, I'll get to it when I get to it. I had one friend in school who absolutely adored it, didn't really say why. So maybe if he had a good, maybe if he told me a bit more about it, I would have gotten to it. But as, it, as soon as he said what it really was, like it's a delve into mental health and different issues that come up all the time in life, I, I had to give it a go at least, and. Um, I it 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 hit my expectation for what you told me it was going to be like, um, but if I were to go back five years, and Reese looks at that on the on the Netflix choices, and it's not it's not that's not what he thought it was. Um, no, that's why I'm glad I went into it because I only watched this show because my friends were watching it, and it was I caught up just as season two was coming out. So season two dropped. My friends had watched season one, and they're like. Oh, it's so good. It's just so much better than Family Guy and all of them. Back then, I used to watch Family Guy oh. and South Park American Dad with those friends. So I thought, oh, this is the next one of those shows. I want to be able to be like in on the in-jokes with them. And then I watched it, season one and two together. And I was like, whoa, ow. That's <laughs> mm. <laughs> not, not what I thought the show was going to be. And since then, I fell in love. And every time a new season came out, I would binge everything up to then. Because like, I just didn't want to miss out on like a single like bit of world building going into a scene yeah i i I find it quite frustrating getting other people to watch it now because i don't want to i don't want to say it's really sad because that'll probably put them off uh but that my friends also think it looks really naff and it does to be honest, it does look naff on the surface and i look at a damn, still screenshot from this show no, you're not listening and it looks watch the bloody show <laughs> For God's sake, yeah. it's really good. You look at a still screenshot from this show and it looks just, awful. Just, but, but, it, but the animation at times in this is stunning. Like, it's like to be able to take a show and to put it straight into your like, top five. Like you got to think, he, he, he must like something about it. It's not just that it's funny. Um, yeah. You know, that, that, that's, a list. that's a list with Doctor Who on it and Game of Thrones on it and uh, Merlin and stuff Which, like, like that. Which Doctor Who is you know, more than a time travel show. In my, in what I yeah. watched growing up and what I've re- watched repeatedly over and over again. Um, and community. Well, maybe community. We'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll see at the end of the rewatch, but, um, <laughs> yeah. Should we move on to, do you want to do characters or seasons? Yeah, well, let's, 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 let's start with our favorite season each. Uh, I, my, my favorite season was one that changed every time a new season of this show came out. <laughs> the, um, obviously it was season two when that came out. Season three was my favorite when that came out. I didn't like season four as much as three. When five came out, I put it above three. And then six came out. And again, just the best. It's the longest. So it's got the most time to wallow. Um, and it's just like, it's the culmination of everything that, that was leading up to it. And you knew that like all of this stuff was happening. And even though we kept seeing it happen, at some point, the consequences had to be there. And season six was just where that really came in. Like It dealt with every aspect of the characters that had been built up all the way to that point. And I like that then when it did end, it wasn't really like a big finale or ending to the story we'd seen. It was just, we've now seen up to this point in these people's lives. 
we don't need to see anymore. They're going to keep going on and living their lives, but we've seen everything we need to see, and that's why I don't want them to go back to it. It's like mm. it's like there could be more from where we are, but I think it's at a point now where where we've seen that we've come into these characters' lives at a certain point and we've left them at a certain point. Yeah, and I think just the way that the the six years that we see during that time, the way they built up and landed in season six was great. And and again, just like you reach season six of a show like this and you think. Oh, it's just going to be leaning to the sad side, but it's not. Like you get the episodes that are all sad. You get View from Halfway Down, which is spectacular. But then you get, it still has time for the BoJack whimsy. It's got surprise where they're all at the surprise party, but the, they're not allowed to do the surprise party, so they all have to hide while there's a couple's argument going down. It's it's just brilliant. Like it just, and it's by the time I got to that point, I was thinking, no, my top ten is it's set, it's firm. I, there's nothing else can slide its way in there, and then just half the season made its way into my top 20. So it's like, yeah, just a fantastic way to end a fantastic show, I think. Yeah. Um, I've I've actually got the same ranking as you uh, for the seasons. Um, I, it was season four I found really weird because I kept on telling you, that, oh my God, this episode is amazing and this episode is amazing. I didn't really quite enjoy the tone of it as much. Um, well, that's where season four, I think, is, is different to... That's why I've got three, five, six above it. Is that season four is a set of fantastic episodes, mm. but as like a season with an arc, it's just not yeah. what three, three, five, and six no, were. But with, yeah, with season six, do you, do you know? We always get this bloody thing when people bring up something like Star Wars or Doctor, Who, and people say that that stuff stuff has to happen this way, and if it doesn't happen this way, then it's bad. And this this was just like one of those those examples of throughout the entire thing you kept on saying to me there's something bad the second penultimate episode you've seen the title of what it is uh something bad's gonna happen and obviously that bad thing as we if this is spoilers by the way that bad thing is meant is that he's gonna kill himself by means of going up a roof and going into a going down basically view from halfway down so that's what i assume we were building up to um and i was really pleased that it didn't happen that way. I know that we've had a lot of discourse about the final episode and a lot of people, I, I, I don't know, I, I've read so many people say disappointing, anticlimax, blah, blah, blah. But no, it's, it, that's the show. These people make mistakes and eventually one of those mistakes is going to kill them or eventually one of those mistakes is going to end a relationship somewhere. And in this case, but Bojack, I'm happy that Bojack didn't kill himself. I'm, it, it, was a, it was an accident. Um, be a drunken one and I like the fact that he he's allowed to recover at least but it doesn't mean that he's he gets everything back afterwards I like again I like the fact that it was that that season six is a build-up to a penultimate episode which subverted my expectations and I just I just sat throughout the entire thing going right when's it gonna when is it when is it gonna start and even like the um is it episode seven um face of depression and it's like oh stuff is going back on Back on route, he's got the new job. He's got grey hair. He's moved to what? He's gone to Washington or, or wherever he teaches. Um, yeah, it, it all looks good. And then you watch the next episode, and it's like, oh, he's absolutely destroyed everyone else's lives. And I'm because that's what he does. And then you get Xerox to Xerox, and you're like, damn, I want him to. I, I can't stand this character anymore. And so and so, even like when 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 the bad stuff was happening to him, I sort of become desanitized from or desensitized from his problems. And I thought that was a really special way that it 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 changed for me uh, i i had an effect on me anyway is that i i stopped caring about bojack also i think the stuff that it does with the other four characters is brilliant i love todd in it 
I love Princess Caroline, Caroline coming to um, terms with being a mother. I think that's some really good writing. You know, Judah comes well, back. Season into her six life is sort of and then, the yeah. most independent those two characters get from BoJack, isn't it? Yeah. Like, because Todd and Caroline are, because Diane and Mr. Peanut Butter, although like their lives are fundamentally changed by every interaction they have with BoJack, they, the two characters are the most sort of disconnected from his life. They've both got a lot of their own stuff going on a lot of the time. Whereas season six, whereas both uh, Todd and Princess Caroline, their whole lives are are sort of trying to stop BoJack from ruining his life. Then by season six, they both realise that they aren't responsible for him. And I think that season six is a very like independent season for those characters and for Diane because she moves away, doesn't yeah. she? So, and becomes one of the most relatable characters that they they did. Yeah, you know? um, yeah. That's that season five um, again. Lots of good episodes. I think Philbert is a great great thing to base it around. Um, introduction well, that's, to Gina that's what I like about Flip. each of the seasons alone is they have such like like Philbert such a fantastic thing that like this is what our season's about and you know that the, la- the, the last season will end with Bojack hearing something about an opportunity then the next season he gets that opportunity he builds himself up he's about to do well then he sabotages it at the end and it's where like and every season has it season one not so much season one is a lot more disconnected I suppose it's the the Diane stuff and rivalry with Mr. Peanut Butter. Mm. But in terms of this show, that's not big. Like, uh, <laughs> that's not a big thing. Like season two, you've got Secretariat and the, how he builds that reputation and then ruins it. Season three, you've got the Oscar run and how he builds that and, and then, ruins it. Season yeah. four is the relationship with Hollyhock and his mum and how he builds that and again ruins it. And then season five, like you said, Philbert. Yeah. And it's just it's such a depressing, um, it's just such a, a depressing like turnover, isn't it? And they all have great like characters that stand out from each season. I said Beatrice and Hollyhock are great in season four. I really like Flip, although he's really terrible and horrible. I think he's a great little character. Yeah, and, um, is it Gina, the other? Yes, um, um, the other actress from Philbert. Yeah, Philbert, sponsored by WhatTimeIsIt.com, <laughs> whose president <laughs> is a sex robot. Um, yeah, see, that's funny. <laughs> I guess that's funny. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> and is that the one with Free Chiro as well? Yeah. yeah. So Thunder Road. <laughs> <laughs> Did it come out before or after Thunder Road? It came out before the oh, film. Okay. I think it came out after the short film. We won't. We won't claim they copied it. That's a funny little episode. <laughs> no. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> we'll get because Free Chiro yeah. is an episode that like <laughs> it really revels in the sad. Yeah, and then has just the most cracking punchline. <laughs> Darn, it's the wrong family. <laughs> yeah, uh, I just I think Beatrice is is also a, a really really interesting character. Again, I don't think there's a single bad character in this. Not even like the side characters. Uh, and I think when we, well, yeah, well, a lot of the side characters are their whole role is see how they come into Bojack's world, get ruined, and then there's some of them we just never see again. Like Wanda, she wakes up from her coma, falls in love with Bojack, and then oh, through yeah. him just being an ass totally sabotage it and then we just never see her again. Well, it's like you you got you loved me before you knew me you know that was the whole thing wasn't it <laughs> um yeah yeah I, I don't really have much to say about the early seasons to be fair you said they're all like um stop start sort of like they're, they're little moments and builds um, doesn't it i think where where this show really starts to take off with me is is once characters start to move away from each other so particularly the end of season three as you say you know um todd tells bojack what he really feels and moves out um Bojack fires Princess Carolyn as his manager, as his as his agent, not and, his manager. Season, sorry. Um, season three has season three is the the big turning point 
for the show, I think, because it's the moment where Bojack's decisions stop being, okay, he's a bit self-sabotaging and he's not good for people and becomes full out. You're now damaging people's lives. Like he, he nearly ruins Todd that season. He gets Sarah Lynn killed, mm. um, which I know there's a, there's a debate about whose responsibility that was, but he's been like ingraining herself in her life from the very beginning. Yeah. And, and like there's there's multiple people responsible for what happens to Sarah Lynn, but there's no denying that Bojack's a huge part of it. And he again, yeah, he said he fires Princess Caroline, even though she's the only thing keeping him together yeah. by that point. So yeah, season three is the point where even though I love season two, season three is the point where the show really takes a turn of Bojack's actions are no longer like damaging. They're they're really, mm. really damaging. <laughs> like, yeah. Should we speak about some characters? Yeah. I think is there anything much more to say about Bojack? Um, I, I think there there might be a little bit more. Well, we'll, we'll go through the others first. I think because I think who's your favorite of the other four? Well, she's my favorite anyway. Um, and I was really surprised that she came out with it being my favorite because on the surface, Todd felt like the most eccentric. It certainly came across as the youngest, and he was he was someone that that you and Sammy definitely lauded over quite a lot. But the one character that you never I've never really heard you mention a lot was Princess Carolyn, and the more that the more that her story came became away from Bojack, particularly the stuff where she starts to become a parent, um, her relationship with Stilton, uh, for me were the best episodes, and for me was was the best storyline for me throughout the entire yeah. throughout the show. Um, there's a particular episode, Ruthie, where I was just like oh. flipping neck. I didn't see that coming. Um, mm. And yeah, you know, stuff, the episodes like the new client as well, which are very focused on like and her um, trying to deal with her child, and like have the different like had like the different shots of her, or, like loads of different Princess Carolines going on at once on the screen, and then she gets she gets put into rehab because she's tired, and it's just really funny. And so the excellent example of a character, like I think everyone has had times in their life where they've had to sit back and go, "Whoa, I'm working way too hard mm. at something," and like she's just. She's that. Yeah. And you see, like, as she moves further on through the show and she gets more further away from Bojack, you see that, like, she starts to want to start taking on all this responsibility. Like, she opens her own business. Yeah. She she takes on loads of clients. She adopts. Yeah. She, she, um, she's also... And you um, see it get to her. And it's, it's really well done. She's also a really portrayal of, like, um, when bad stuff happens to the women in this show, the in Hollywood, they always seem to get the consequences. I think we see it with... Um, is it Kelsey? as well like you know when what was it sandra yeah kelsey do you know when when she when she shoots the the, the extra scene for secretariat she gets all the she's done she's, gets fired she, not not just fired though because we see that later in um when we're doing the catch-up episode that she can barely do anything bar commercials like it's really had an effect on her it's the same with princess carolyn whenever something bad happens it seems to be like 10 times worse and she finds it harder to build up i mean what's the yeah. name of the um rabbit <coughs> the, the the rabbit uh, Rudabega yeah. St. Clair like no like he the does equally terrible character Rudabega <laughs> yeah he does like equally bad things never gets that badly done you know she she starts her own company and then gets loads of blame for for it going badly whereas look it at is all like the other CEOs the who like, women in Hollywood yeah. thing that like they they do get it worse for not really any but, good reason but she's always positive which is a great thing um her creativity is off the roof. You know, see all her puns that she says. Um, yeah, the constant wordplay from her yeah. is fantastic. A- excellent voice performance from Amy Sedaris. Like, oh yeah, immediately, like, just an iconic and voice performance. She's responsible for Judah being in the show. 
who Judah is fantastic. Love Judah. <laughs> I wish I could grow a beard like Judah. Yes, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, a Prince Caledon and a surprise favorite character for me because and I like the fact that in the finale she's like like she's sort of the touchstone of the finale, isn't she? Like you don't have that finale without Princess. No, Caroline. and then Bojack's like, uh, I'm going to say all these nice things to you, and like I don't need to say them to you, do I? No. Great. Yeah. Love it. And I like Ruthie. Very cute. Yeah. She's fantastic. And like you get it, you you know exactly where her arc's going from episode one. Where like she's having breaking up with Bojack and then she's getting back together with Bojack and she's having to accept Billy as his girlfriend and his yeah. She, yeah. agent. And you're watching it and you're like, you can already tell <laughs> yeah. that that's gonna go wrong. She's like, gonna have to become more independent. So, and they do it great. She's so stupid in like season, like this so for like stupid moments of season one, like she dates a kid. Three three kids stood on one another. Oh, Vincent Adultman, voiced by Alison Brie. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> three kids in a trench coat. That episode <laughs> where um she's on the date with him <laughs> in the house and he keeps switching between yeah. vincent adultman and the three kids is fantastic who, who did the, who did your paperwork some some very grown-up businessman oh yes <laughs> long day at the business office <laughs> there's a character you never see much of again obviously no and then of course the but stuff with fantastic. stilton again that and I, yeah. that that's something else i think um is that that she's a very complicated the, the storyline she's involved in very complicated like she still she still goes for what she wants but she's she can't really connect with the people trying to help her. Like even with the adoption agency, she's not very patient with it. Again, still she can't accept Stilton's help once once she's failed with him. Um, she's so independent and fast moving that the second anything else is like taking longer or she needs someone's help, like she struggles with it. Yeah, because she's always the person that people go to. Yeah, um, she's great. Yeah, she's fantastic. Uh, Who's your favorite character? Uh, I love. Mr. Peanut Butter. I think he's fantastic. And he was sort of ever since season one, my my sort of favorite. And I just think, I and mean, he's a great example of this show's like balance between extremely funny and extremely sad. Because he's a character who like, he tries to be friendly to everyone. He tries to be upbeat all the time. And like later on in the show, you they totally break it down as that's just, it's sort of just the face he's putting on. And at times he doesn't even realize it because they get into all sort of the sad dog stuff later on. But I also think he's he's just also just he's hilarious. Like dog. I love that you go to his house and it's like a <laughs> it's like a but his fruit bowl is full of tennis balls. Um <laughs> yeah. And like and I love that like he's got some of the most consistent like running gags in the show like what is this a crossover episode and like ending so many interactions with Erica. <laughs> oh, we never see it. And then like and then like you get fantastic episodes that totally break him down as like like Mr. Peanut Butter's booze where you get you see the four Halloween parties throughout the oh. years and how he managed to build a relationship with someone and then totally sabotage it because he's just he's so set in wanting to stay in the 80s when he was like popular yeah. that he's still not grown up from that <laughs> and when they break that down it's like you keep dating young people because you refuse to grow up and then they sort of move into the sad dog stuff I think he's just like he's surprisingly deep because like you look at Caroline and Bojack and and Todd in the later seasons and Diane, and you can sort of see their depth straight away. But Mister Peanut Butter is one who the more time you spend with him, the more you realise how like deep he is because you think he's just going to be the comic relief at first. I think the most heartwarming moments of season six is when Bojack realises that Mister Peanut Butter is actually all this time probably the actual best friend he's ever had even though he spent all this time trying to turn him away. Yeah. And then he 
finally breaks down and films a crossover episode with him on the set. Oh, because he just finally realizes he needs to do a nice thing for him. Brilliant. Yeah. yeah, just fantastic character. And also, you get the stuff like when they go to um, when they go to Labrador, and you got Captain Peanut Butter, like the face they put mm. on. Like, is it? You get the sense that in this world, like um, dogs have a like a specific personality. Like, I yeah. and it doesn't matter like who you are, if you're a dog, you you, you, you have you that. Ha- and particularly a Labrador, who, who we know are meant to be child friendly and. You know, great, great with families. Like he's meant to be upbeat all the time. Yeah, I, I, he's he's a character that never changes for me as well. I think he, although stuff happens to him, and yeah, he does go through the stuff with Diane is particularly heavy. You know, when he when they go away for two months and he comes back and you know she breaks down in the car and he can't deal with it and he tries to do. He, he thinks that giving other people what they want makes them happy all the time. He doesn't understand that. Yeah, Sand doesn't it. understand Diane that way, even though he's been with her for like what seven, is it seven years by that time, seven four, and like he just time. he's just so set in sort of wanting everything to stay the same, yeah. Which is why, like, you see, like later on, there are times when he accepts that something has to change, and it feels like a big deal for him because he's so set in like everything's got to be the way that that Mister Peter Butter likes it. He's got to be upbeat to everyone. He's got to be yeah. friendly to everyone. But it means that he's also he's a person that never gives up on anyone. Uh, also, like yeah. even after he's already split from Diane, he still like he doesn't give up on her. He, he makes sure he helps yeah. her. Bojack, who's constantly horrible to him, he won't give up on him because he knows that Bojack needs someone there. Yeah. To like be um, his friend, yeah, who's, or he's just gonna go off the deep yeah, end. Yeah, who picks him up from the from the prison, like you know. Yeah. Um, and I think his Mister Butter's constant shenanigans and business failures with Todd. Todd uh, are just some of the most spectacular we'll get things to them, ever. Uh, yeah, they are. The spaghetti strainers. And the, <laughs> the spaghetti. <PB laughs> yeah, and when they're actually needed. Like... <laughs> yeah, I, for, I forgot. <laughs> like, we bought all these spaghetti strainers, but I can't remember why. And then just every yeah. time you go to his house for a season, there's spaghetti strainers. <laughs> his, um, his, his, his election campaign is probably my least favorite overarching storyline. It's, uh, it's it's like it's fine. Yeah, it's, um, it's give or take, but it doesn't take that much no. of the season, does it? But, I suppose after it, the fracking destroys their house, yeah. they sort and, of drop it. Yeah, right? and then and of course it, it's it's good conflict with like Diane, and it's a good like it's a it's a good look at like celebrities becoming politicians and like they've probably got someone dodgy behind them. And in this case, his ex-wife. Um, I, I think he's a good he's a good vehicle for showing what Hollywood is really like. Um, I mean, even now you yeah. think about business adventure. Uh, uh, business ventures the only reason why ryan reynolds is involved in in rex and football club right now is because some very smart person said we need someone with a face to to help buy it It can't just be rob mcanelli on his own yeah and they got they got a really famous guy with a load of money and And i i I just totally believe that in the real world peanut uh, mr peanut butter would definitely buy rex and football club if someone asked him to (laughs) and i love that like he's because his whole thing the whole reason he knows bojack it's because he made a TV show that was totally just ripping off Bojack's show. <laughs> and like in you would expect like the person who made the rip-off show to be the cynical cash grab one. No. But he genuinely did it because he thought he was making a really fun show. And he and it shows such a good difference between his and Bojack's characters, because Bojack looks at him very negatively as that's the guy that stole my show. And Bojack and Mr. Peanut Butter looks at Bojack as that's the guy who made the other amazing show. Yeah. And then birthday dad, obviously. Yeah, uh, birthday my dad. favorite sad dog. My favorite <laughs> Mr. Peanut Butter moment is um is when he's trying to be angry and mean and tough, 
and every time he's really tough, he just ends up helping other people. Helping other people. <laughs> <laughs> I love him. Yeah, he's great. He's my second favorite character. So that's yeah. it. And he's the most. And he's animated. he's always a, like a nice relief from the heavy yes. stuff. So even his heavy stuff just isn't as heavy. No, as the other people's. Like if he wasn't there, the show would just be too much at times. Well, well it's because he lets it all out in um in um. Hollywood stars and celebrities. What do they know? Let's find out. Do they know. Do they know things? Let's <laughs> find out. <laughs> no, he just gets the chair out and it's like, no, this is television. <laughs> oh man! Just what JD Salinger was hoping when he came back <laughs> when he faked his death all those years ago, <laughs> so that he could start planning his magnum opus Hollywood stars and celebrities. What do they know? Do they know things. Let's find out. And I go, hmm, who was in Harry Potter? Hmm, I'm gonna say Elijah Wood. And then Bojack burning <laughs> just because he's selfish. <laughs> it's actual oh, charity. Fantastic. Yeah, it's actual charity money. <laughs> um fantastic. Right. I think I want to say Diane because of because I think she's the second character. If that's it, mm-hmm. that makes sense. I think yeah. and Todd is another favourite of ours. Yeah. Todd's another one where you think from season one he's just gonna be the silly slacker guy. Oh, he is. <laughs> He is, yeah, and like his his shenanigans are incredible. But then he's another one. The longer you go, I think they go directions with him you wouldn't expect. Like even in season one, he gets some heavy stuff with BoJack sabotaging a space opera Aww. with the video game, and then you see him play it, and it's just it's Tetris. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. But then like they go yeah. on later, and I I don't think I've ever seen an asexual character with so much exploration of their asexuality as Todd yeah in anything no yeah absolutely that's true it's, they go really deep into it yeah they don't there's no stereotype about it at all either no and they, he goes on such a journey of self-discovery with it because the first two seasons is very much him going I really I don't know what I am and I don't know what I want and then by season three four five six he's got he's just figuring himself out and yeah. by the end he's such a set character he's a millionaire uh <laughs> Liz, yeah, I, I'm. I, I just um, he he definitely has the best interactions with other characters for me. And again, the stuff with Emily, as he, he you know, with his past, is really good. He's got a really complicated um, relationship with his parents, um, and like like he's when, the reason Sopranos has no ending. Yeah, yeah he's like um, he's not sure about whether he deserves his last name and stuff like that. Um, his stuff with—I mean, just just the just the, the the debate over who ate the last piece of cheese with Princess Carolyn. You know, <laughs> oh, I wanted to make it a work issue so I could st- keep living here. Like, yeah, it's so relatable. And then I just like the fact he he, he squares up to he squares up to Bojack more than the other yeah. characters, even Diane. And, and he never shouts. You... That's the thing. He never shouts. He he and he never lets Bojack get in a word when he does it because Bojack but he gets yeah. stern. And other characters, because as an audience member, you know when a character has gone too far. Because yeah, they say the word fuck. But the characters do not... The, the moment a lot of characters realise they've gone too far is when Todd is the one to call them out. Yeah. Like Bojack in It's You at the end of season three, when he trashes his house and goes on the bender with the after the Oscar party. But he doesn't really turn himself around until Bojack's like, until Todd shows up, he's like, "It's you, Bojack. You are the issue." Mm. And like, he does it to all the characters at some point. He does it to Princess Caroline. He does it to Mister Peanut Butter. I don't remember him interacting with Diane. No, much, I, like, too fair. He, him and he Diane calls other characters. Him and out. Diane aren't really uh, like linked, are they? <laughs> Compatible. They're not. No, they're not really together that much. 
Yeah, and um, I just like the fact that he gets everything he wants because, like, yeah. I, n- I know he's a slacker at the start and he, he lives on someone else's couch, but he, he always tries stuff. He's yeah. really talented in a lot of ways. Like, the amount of stuff he does, he builds a robot that runs a company. And he's also just, <laughs> he's just a genuinely very nice person yeah. as well. I don't think Todd's got a bad bone in his body. Like, he never does anything with the intention of hurting anyone. And I'm not sure I can think of anything necessarily that Todd does that leads to significant harm to anyone else. Maybe all those people that died at Disneyland. Uh. <laughs> Maybe. Oh, and what about all those, what about all those um, um, traumatized kids who had to, who had to have his um, clown, clown dentist. dentist. <laughs> See, uh, I, I, he has def- definitely has some of my favorite funniest moments. He is the comic relief, I'd say, just because he is so hilarious. And again, when I say about this, like this whole chaos, he embed- he embodies that chaos because he's willing to try loads of things. And again, he gets a happy ending with Maud. So that's yeah. And he gets like he gets the big touching final moment with Bojack, where yeah, he takes him outside to watch the fireworks, and he's like, "I just put you out because I knew it was overwhelming yeah. in there and." And let me break. and let me explain the ho ho cokey pokey. And, and it's I love all that about just turning around, <laughs> watching the show, and you're like, clearly there's a Todd thing happening here, <laughs> and like they're not. I know they're not going to explain it for a while, but I can't not pay attention. Like when there's the whole episode where there's just a paper mache Todd head the whole time, and you're like, what's that? About? And then they reveal it later. Or the episode where Bojack goes into someone's house for like ten minutes. And then Todd gets mugged in the car by the two bank robbers, spends the whole time reversing. And by the time he's done it, they're just chilling on the grass chatting. <laughs> and then they go off. Bojack yeah. comes out and they drive away. And like, it's just that short thing has happened to it. <laughs> it's fantastic. Yeah, you're right. Chaos is the best word. Like, <laughs> And then you get to an episode which we will discuss more later on. It's called Hooray Todd episode. And you think it's just going to be chaos. But it's just a look at like how hard Todd works to make other people happy. Mm. He put so much effort in. Yeah. I love Todd. <laughs> he's so good. He's fantastic. I get I said he's a good representation for whatever. So Yeah. And and a or like a very good career choice for Aaron Paul coming off oh, Breaking Bad. Yeah. Because he could have very easily gone and tried to do another thing like Breaking Bad, but I think going to this was such a good decision because yeah. it's something so different, but also equally just as good and he plays it so well. Yeah. He has so many jobs that he <laughs> president of ad sales at what time is it dot com <laughs> right now dot com <laughs> owner of run your life <laughs> and, cl- and and clown dentists toothy grin he, he governed california he opens his um cabracadabra opens... <laughs> he was an yeah, improv comedian he was the prince of cordovia <laughs> prince of cordovia <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah it's just He's a nanny, of course. I love, I love his Disneyland as well, where he can't get sued by Disneyland because when they set their copyright, they accidentally put two S's <laughs> and he just winged that in court and turned out he was right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, Todd. Right. Who... Diane. Uh, yeah. Now, um, now I-, I just want to ask something of you. Yeah. Um, why? Um, maybe, 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 maybe you know more than me because you watched it as it came out. What, why do people seem to forget about Diane? Why, why, why isn't she as loved as the other characters? Because for I... me, she's the most relatable. Here's, and, here's yeah. the reason I Diane is at the bottom of my list. I think Diane is a stellar character. She's really well written. Um, Alison Brie plays her very well, obviously. I think like when you get the glimpses at her life, like you meet her family, um, 
where they've got the black sheep of the family and he's actually a black sheep. <laughs> and like you, you get the glimpses at her past and stuff. I think it's all really well written. But where Dan falls for me is that she's she's just the type of character I like the least, which is she's constantly and I get this applies to a lot of cats in the show. She's constantly very judgmental of others, but she never really sees her own flaws. And I think it's like, it's a, and it's why I think the exploration of Mr. Peanut Butter and her relationship is so good as they're starting to break up because she always sees other people's flaws, but not her own. And Mr. Peanut Butter just can't see any flaws whatsoever. So I think I think it's like where just there's so much conflict there at that, and I think that's just where like she's a fantastic character, but I think her sort of ju- the the amount of just judgmental stuff she does, and sort of and she's quite two faced in a way where she'll spread this big moral message to someone about something and then make the same mistake herself. Yeah, but it's because she's realistic. Like no one, like everyone in the world is a hypocrite, and like she just also happens to be because she's a real person. Yeah, she's like, the. She's the character I've thought most about since ending the show. Like, she's the one I've tried to understand more because, yeah, he says she's a massive hypocrite, um, yeah. but in but not in like a a horrible, spiteful sort of way. She just can't live up to what she says sometimes, and that's really um, that. That's really you know you, you, I can I can relate to that. And it's the, the the scary thing about when I look at Diane is that she's how I feel on most days alone um and and she's she's what i'm afraid that if i if i'm not if if, if stuff doesn't go well like if, if nothing if stuff in my life doesn't happen that i'm f- afraid that's what i become like the the way that she reacts it's so someone in her 30s who who although is very well educated and is in with a load of rich people and pretty well off and you know she she's still not happy or she still keeps failing, or she's not that far away from complete rock bottom. Um, mm. I mean, her and cruel past is is really horrible, and I know yeah. and I know she's not the only one in this in this scenario who has problems. But you know, she was she was the lone black sheep, and she that that stuff. What happened with the, what were them her fake boyfriend Leo at prom, and they get the homeless man. That's really horrible to watch. Um, and I think she's the closest. Her and Bojack's relationship, I think, is the closest that the show's got to one emotional through line for all six seasons. Because the show, the hook that starts episode one is Bojack learning, okay, you have to go meet this writer. She's going to write your book. And then it's very much throughout the show, throughout season one, those two learn to know exactly who each other are. Then as the show goes, they go through every high possible together. They go through every low possible together. And like, they're not they're both so bad for each other, but also they're kind of like perfect as friends. Cause like whenever either of them needs anything by the end, they know that they can just go to the other one. Like when Diane comes back from Cordovia, she knows that Bojack is the one she can go to who will let her stay. Mm. When Bojack's drowning and or he's about to drown, he knows that Diane's the one he needs to call to, to like leave his last voicemail. And like at the start of the show, those two struggle to speak to each other. Mm. And then as the show builds up so well, you get to the last scene of the show, which is that they've come full circle. Instead of struggling to know what to say to each other, they now know each other so well that they can just sit on a rooftop in silence yeah. and watch the stars. Yeah. Because they've been through so much and like they just know each other. And like they, they do have a toxic relationship and they fall out a lot, but 
you know that those are two people who will be in contact forever. Yeah. Like they're not gonna. I also really love ever stop speaking. I also really love her um, antidepressant storyline. I think it's mm. it's something I've never really seen portrayed in a in not a positive light, but in a encouraging light. Like it's up to you whether it's up to you whether you, you feel good or not, and it's not your fault if you don't. Um, yeah. And I just think everything with her in Chicago in season six is, yeah. is fantastic. I mean, the stuff with Guy and his son, I think, is really grounding. Mm. The fact that yeah, the, the the situation we find her in the finale, like no, she's not. She's living. Is it Houston now? She, they moved to Houston in Texas, isn't it? Um, yeah. And it's like she she responds to like when I found out that you didn't die, I was angry first because it was like after all that trouble, nothing really came of it. But then she accepts that they've drifted apart. And she accepts that Bojack's going to still do Bojack things. And she's happy that she can leave that Diane behind now because she's gone through so much. And, and that's the thing. Uh, we, I know I, I said that with Mr. Peanut Butter, I didn't feel, think that his character changed all that much. But with Diane, she definitely did. And it's like, yeah. you think you think of... Um, what, how old was she when she started? The sh- when she started? Was she's like... 29 30 in it and you think how how, how much that te- that seven, six seven years she knew bojack had an effect on her life like she's a completely different character for knowing huge bojack. gap between 29 and 36 yeah and she's the one that's like right in it do you know what i mean it's like show. she's she, she she's been around bojack the most and so she's changed the most but she's also become immune to his troubles like she doesn't care anymore um she's also the character that the show often there, there's something the show does a lot and Diane's the one at the center of it, and it's where it will it will find a way to make some scathing commentary about sort of government or or media or corporations, and and she's the one that will be at the center of it. Like when they have the episode about gun laws, yeah. and women's voting, um, and and she's she's right at the center of that. She how she has to like corrupt her journalism morals to go and work for a website she doesn't really like, and then the last season when she has her um. I've got it up here because I didn't want to forget the the full name. Where she has a rival with AOL, Time Warner, PepsiCo, Viacom, Halliburton, and Skynet, Toyota, Trader Joe's. Um, it's just like it's just like whenever the show needs to do some like scathing but really accurate commentary on something, Diane's the one they go to because, like you said, she's very real and she feels like she fits in with those situations. Mm. Right now, the thing with BoJack, I said I've I've never met a. I've never had a protagonist who I have so little sympathy for. Yeah, I, I, that, that's I, that is horrible to say because, of course, not not everything in it is his fault. But as you see with Xerox, the Xerox, he has no consequences and he just keeps on doing it. And he has no idea how much power he has over the people. People will literally do stuff because he is Bojack Horseman. Yeah, and you start with sympathy for Bojack, and it just quickly gets stripped away. And I think by season four. I think season four, you've got a little bit left with the stuff with his mum. But by season five and six, you you want him to to just go away. Yeah, either get locked up. Because he's, he's bad for yeah. characters that you do like. And Bojack is in my top 200 characters of all time, but I do not like him. I and mean, he's a horrible... I was going to say he's a horrible human being. He's a horrible horseman being. Horseman being. Uh, he's, he constantly sabotages other people. He's selfish, but he's also self-destructive. It's like he's not good for himself. He's not good for anyone he knows. No. He everywhere he goes, he ruins something or someone. Um, almost everything he does is horrible. And every time he does a nice thing, even when it's a really nice thing, you know that it's just not gonna 
gonna matter because he will do something ten times as horrible. Yeah. In to the same person and it's really like, soon. The only time I really liked him. There was two times I actually liked Bojack Horseman. Actually, no, there were three episodes I actually like him in it. And it's fish out of water where he doesn't say a single word. And he's literally just trying to help one little baby. Um, there is when he's in uh, rehab and it's literally he can't do anything bad. But even then he <laughs> finds a way to like... The stuff. To do something bad. Oh, what, what's the name of the girl who like he escapes with, goes to like a party and it turns out she's like an adult and she has a husband and a child and it's just like, oh God... Um, and then when he when done he, it, and the one after, of people, he keeps convincing people to break her out. Yeah. And he um, he's in prison, and he's like, "No, I don't care. I deserve to be in prison, and um, I can't hurt anyone in prison. And I've got a routine in prison. Like, it's just having a routine, man. It's just I love it. I love it when he has a routine, just because he has to stick to it, and he does. He can't hurt anybody else. Um, but we'll get to our favorite episodes, I'm sure. Again, I think we've covered a lot of BoJack himself. About other I'm not characters. sure if I've got anything left to say about Bojack. No. I do want to give a big before we move on to episodes, shout out to oh, yeah. how well populated the world is by its side characters. We've already mentioned sort of Beatrice, Holly Hawk, but characters JD Salinger. But there's so many sort of side characters yeah. we still haven't mentioned Sarah that Lynn. really like populate the world. Sarah Lynn, character actress Margaret Martindale, <laughs> Officer Meow Meow Fuzzy Kids. <laughs> um uh, oh, Holly Hawk. Just so many. Holly Hawk, Beatrice, um, <laughs> Just so many. And like Lenny Turtle fan. Oh, um, uh, the penguin. What's his name? JK Pinky. Yeah. Yeah. Pinky. Um, Charlie, the, the toad. <laughs> the two, um, it's always like being really two photographers. <laughs> yeah. The, oh, um, and, um, what's his name? Paget Paget Bru- yeah, Paige Brewster. Yeah. Final season. Yeah. And, um, Paige. Um, like, just, ah, oh, what's her name? Paige Sinclair. Ah, oh, from the, from the Hollywood, ah, from the Hollywood Bugle. <laughs> it's like, yeah. And it's like, just <laughs> the whole show is just like, so, filled with these people every time one shows up you know the exact scene you're gonna get and you just settle straight into it mm. <laughs> like i think i love officer miami fuzzykins i love him going undercover as a child trying to <laughs> buy drugs and he's like he's wearing his shirt over his police shirt and you can see his badge poking through and his police sleeves poking out at the end and he's like yes i would like to buy some drugs but respond your answer straight into this lollipop <laughs> oh god right should we get into episodes? Yeah. Um, I know you have 10, like a top 10, twenty that's that I know you have a top twenty yeah, that's indiscernible, fine. like in unsplittable. Yeah, but I will. But we'll try and do the same thing what happened with me and me and Sammy for Rick and Morty. Now what happened what ended up happening there was not what I thought would happen because we only had one. We only shared no, we only shared two episodes in our top tens each. And so we basically ended ended up speaking about twenty different episodes. I know this isn't the case today. But um we yeah. what we're, if we go 10, 10, 9, 9, 9, blah, blah, blah. And if there's any repeats, we might say them again or whatever. Do you want to go what your 10th is first? I've got Ruthie. Ooh. Because it's, I know you've got this a bit higher. I just think it's fantastic. And I think the plot twist of it, the gut punch impact has never gone away. I think when you watch the episode for the first time it's telling such a compelling story in the modern day anyway because it's carrying on the story of the season but you just you know that there's something going on there because you know the season has been about princess carolyn wanting to have a kid and you look at it in two ways you go one they wouldn't be telling us this as easily and two look at all this crazy future tech that's like 
it just doesn't fit in with what we know of this world where we've seen it. Mm. It already develops like our world not already does. So you know something's up. And I just think that gut punch at the end, where she's Caroline imagining it because it's just what makes things easier, is just just fantastic. I think it's a stellar like piece of writing. Yeah, it, it's a case of where's this going? <laughs> when are mm. we going to get to the bit where um, Ruthie in the future says, and this is where I where I come in. Um, you're waiting constantly, and, like, and then and, it's... and then every like every like five minutes, you feel like she she fires Judah, which as we see is, is a massive thing, um, because Judah. There's just yeah. a constant sense of dread in the episode because you know even though things are going wrong, you know that the worst is is coming at yeah. some point. You and just don't know when. The, the worst thing about this episode as well is that is that there is absolutely no one to blame for the bad things that things that happen in it. Um, yeah. Her her firing Judah isn't isn't necessarily Judah's fault. It's just something. No. It's, it was timing. No, unfortunately, Ralph has to be done. Ralph isn't okay. Ra- okay, to be fair, uh, the stuff with Stilton, his family, the like a couple of episodes before, fine. Like, oh my god, what is wrong? <laughs> like the the, the 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 cat murderers. Like that's a bit weird. But Ralph himself doesn't do much wrong. She just needs space, and that's not something that he can be there to give. Um, and then of course the miscarriage, which. Um, she's had. I, I think it's implied she's had several by this point, and yeah, it, it's her, um, and she can't do anything about it. And isn't yeah. it something TV touches on often, isn't it? A lot of time in TV, you find a character has a miscarriage, and then the TV ghost show goes straight to okay, we're going to adopt, and then five episodes later, the the character's got a kid, or the character will have one miscarriage and then get pregnant, and it's it's a really happy scene. And like, unfortunately, in real life, it doesn't always happen like that. Some people have multiple miscarriages and tv mm. doesn't represent it often and in bojack they're like yeah sometimes you just get unlucky but, and it sucks but also the the ramifications of this, of this episode are really positive in a way like she starts to do she sets something up without judah like mm. the fact that judah isn't there as sort of like carrying her every step like because the amount that judah does in these in for her in a for her when when he's her assistant sort of holds her back a little bit because she can't do it herself. As soon as he's gone, she set, she becomes a manager. She um she sets up her own stuff. You know, she becomes successful on her own terms. With Ralph gone, she can focus on getting the child by herself. She doesn't need other people to do it. And I said this is this is when Car- Princess Carolyn became my favorite character. I'd say, just because because there there was a resolve that there that built up from this episode. Um, yeah, I think she I think great great little episode. Um, hard hitting. What's What's your number 10? My number 10 is... I've written it down, if I can remember rightly. Where did I write it down? Uh, a quick... Uh, uh, what's it called? Oh, I've forgotten its name now. <laughs> I know what it is. A quick one while he's away. Um, six, oh, interesting. Series 6, episode not, 8. In my top 20. Um, oh, yeah. Another one with just a gut punch. Well, it's, it's not that... Again, as I said with season 6, there's, there's this sense of... Um, particularly with and another one on my on my list, the face of depression. It just feels like, ah, it's the calm before the storm because this is a really nice episode. Ah, Bojack's finally going to have something good happen to him. He's on the right track. Next episode, see see all the bad things he's done, and here are the consequences. You just go through so many storylines. Okay, you know, Margot escaping the nunnery is <laughs> when she sees the balloon. Um, yeah, um, the, the 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 details of Sarah Lynn's death just coming out. You know, we meet her mother, and you got. Uh, Paige Sinclair, 
investigating uh, Holly Hock in New York. What a what an absolutely fantastic like eight minutes worth of story. Turns up. Her, her, her mates just want to drink. She doesn't want to drink. She's pissed off, fine. And she goes off and she meets Peter from Escape from LA. And I remember pausing the episode and I went, that guy looks really familiar. And then I, yeah. I, ca- and they I kept do an on watching job it. Of... And the more he digressed, I was like, oh God, I yeah. remember that happened. Because <laughs> he's so distinct when we first meet him as he's Pete Repeat. Yeah. Because he repeats everything he says. And like, that's his gimmick. And he's like, he wants to be this wacky guy. And you get the sense when you meet him here, I, I'll admit, I didn't realise who he was until he said. Wow. Um, but you get the sense that, that one he spent one night with Bojack and he's now a different yeah. person because of it. Um, like, he's not Pete Repeat anymore. He's Peter now. Yeah. Like, And I, I, I recognise the character model, but I thought maybe they were just reusing a, a character yeah. model. And when he says that at the end, I thought... Yeah, the oh, way, and oh, who oh, is crap. he? Who is he? It's like, oh, God. And then you've got, um, yeah. of course, Kelsey and Fireflame. Like... She, she's 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 going into the Patty Jenkins like gotta make a gotta make a a female superhero uh super superhero <laughs> show, uh and, but then like only she 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 stuck doing commercials and stuff because of the something that Bojack got her to do, um not that she's completely blameless for what happened there but Bojack has not but but she again it's another example of Bojack yeah, she Bojack's gets the power, ramifications more yeah, than him Bojack's power like like influence her uh, and of course Gina's PTSD which is I it only took me it took me a couple of like episodes after when I thought about it. Oh, it relates back to when she strang when he, she got strangled. I know it's yeah. obvious there, but it's like you know it still like lives yeah. on, lives and on. And again, her. a ramification of Bojack. And yeah. it's like it's like you, this episode is, it's all of his consequences, all of his actions. You can feel the consequences. They're not fully there yet, but you see everyone that shows up in this episode. You're like, yeah. okay, this is look how he's affected all of these people. You know we're a day or two away from yeah. it all catching up uh, to yeah. him now. and it's like, huh? I wonder when they're going to bring Charlotte and Charlotte and Penny into this. Yeah, and it's like, oh. and it's <laughs> it's an episode the show needed, isn't it? A, yeah. an episode of let's visit all the side characters whose BoJack has ruined. Yep, and let's really see what he's done. to I mean, them. isn't that one of the strengths of um, season six of Community as well? Is that they give loads of times to side characters, and yeah. they give them satisfying endings like, and tears <laughs> in. Rain. <laughs> yeah, so great, great, great episode, and yeah, it, oh, of course you have the um, the rabbit in there as well. Again, another another example of um, like the rabbit doesn't really um, suffer for what he's done compared to Princess Carolyn, mm. Caroline, Carolyn. Oh, whatever. They say both. They say both. <laughs> so yeah, uh, that's my number ten. What's your number nine? My number nine is one we've already discussed a little, and it's a it's you. Mm. Uh, the episode of season three, episode 10, mainly because, and I think it's a good episode overall, but it's mainly because of what, of how like the party happens at the end where Bojack thinks he's won the Oscar. He does the big party. Was this before or after La La Land? No, it was. This was, uh, this was before La this La, La before Land. before La La Land. The, with the wrong Oscar because Bojack Horseman had a Twitter account where it was in character and while the show was coming out, he would just tweet to real world events in character. And when the La La Land Moonlight switch up happened, Bojack tweeted, see, it happens. Um, so yeah, I think this episode, like you get the really wacky first half with a classic Todd and Mr. Peanut Butter shenanigan of them having to recreate the Oscar nominations themselves. <laughs> and like the guy comes in, he's like, where are you? We're going with the Oscar nominations. He's like, look, it's Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd, we love him here. <laughs> like, 
like you get a fantastic first half and like a great look into like yeah the oscars are bullshit like like can you leave your agenda out of this please uh <laughs> and then like the second half where <laughs> they have that party and and mr peanut butter shows up and he calls and he tells bojack he's wrong and then bojack spirals and then todd shows up and and this is the point where still at this point in the show everything that happens to bojack but it's like oh it's this person's fault it's this person's fault this is why this happened and todd comes in and he just goes bojack it's you mm. you are the issue and then is this does he run off to the joke boat in this episode as well? Um, Todd, is this when he moves out to the joke yes, boat? Yes, he does. Yeah, yeah, and like he goes off to joke. It's just, just fantastic. Like, and it's one of those first. And the show's had a lot of like big emotional hits at this point, but it season three started the trend of the last few episodes of each season just being like emotional punch after emotional punch. And I think the the start of that trend is Todd's speech to BoJack in this episode, and I think it's just fantastic. And also an episode where a lot of the time the animation in the show really stands out in the trippy sort of drug sequence or, or hallucination episodes. But I think this is one where it's just a standard episode where the animation is just stunning. Like the the sort of gloom of the house party at the end where there's a house party going on, but we're focusing on Bojack and they animate it in a way that like everyone around him is making it seem as though it's a fun party. But because we're focusing on Bojack himself, you can tell it's, just not a fun party. It's it's got a sad vibe to it just by the animation. I think it's fantastic. Mm. It's a fantastic episode. Nice. My um Yeah, um this good episode. Not my favourite party episode, but because I really like the Halloween one. But yeah, it's That's a lot of party episodes. It's, it's hard hitting, I agree. And um, and the stuff with Todd at the end is really impactful. My number nine is the new client, which I believe is episode two of season six. It's another um, Princess Carolyn-centric uh, episode. <laughs> uh, another one I don't have in my talk. And again, I, it's, it's an episode where I, I've already referenced because it's the bit where she like you see loads of her do all, everything around her. Um, and like that, she checks into rehab just because she's tired. I, like, I really like mm-hmm. that. And um, yeah, it, it's just, it just has a descent into chaos that a lot of these episodes have. Like it's a spiral. Like, oh, this isn't going to get any better. And then you bring um, Vanessa Gecko back into it, who just drives her up the wall, and yeah, just unbridled chaos—the be- the best sort of these sort of episodes. And we get Birthday Dad, which is which I freaking love. Dick, <laughs> love Birthday Dad. Um, Excellent. And it has a nice little scene where she sits down with Vanessa Gecko, and she, you know, she says like, "Oh, I can't believe we hated each other for so long." And Vanessa's like, "No, I didn't hate you. Yeah, it was just a job." And she and it's. It's the same as the Bojack and Mr. Peanut Butter rivalry. Just it's one that we because with Bojack and Mr. Peanut Butter we see both sides. We know like Bojack hates Mr. Peanut Butter, but he doesn't really. Yeah. But Bojack but Mr. Peanut Butter it considers Bojack a friend and a rival. And because we only ever see Princess Caroline's side of the Prince Caroline and Vanessa Gecko relationship, like it's mm. such a like big hit when in this she goes I never hated you. Yeah, and also, also <laughs> Vanessa Gecko, fantastic that they build her up for a whole season, and when she finally shows up, she's a human. <laughs> Just excellent. <laughs> and um, yeah, of course, Todd, Todd has a little side quest in it as well, where he's where he's getting asked by Princess Carolyn to do everything when he's trying to just go for a job interview. Yeah, um, yeah, I think it's a nice little yeah. fun episode. Yeah, um, good episode. Uh, what's your number eight? I have Escape from LA at number eight. Ooh, 
Um, season one, well, not lot. Season one and two are not seasons that dominate my top twenty a lot. Um, I've only got three from those two seasons combined in here, and this is the highest of them. But it's it's not the first bad thing Bojack does, but it's the first awful thing Bojack does because he goes there with such good intentions. Of this was someone who. Is it Charlotte? Which one's the mum? Is it Charlotte, Charlotte or Penny? Yeah. Olivia Wilde. Charlotte's the mum. And she goes and it's like, this is someone I used to be good friends with and I need to get away and just be myself a bit with someone who appreciates me. And he, within a few months, just fully sabotages it. And then the last... And the, the whole episode, you're like, this is too nice. It's It's going somewhere. And those last just sort of like five or six minutes when he takes them to the party, he gives them the alcohol. Hmm gets the alcohol poisoning, he dumps them, runs off, then he kisses Penny. Yeah. And then Charlotte does the get the fuck out of my house. And then you get just him driving back to LA on the boat with the Bojack theme playing in full. And it's like you that's the first time you really watch a show and go, oh Bojack, you've really gone too far now. Like Yeah. I, I don't know how you're gonna redeem yourself from this. And it's another one where like then it's it's all that we see about it for four more seasons. Until it yeah. really comes back, and I, I think when it does come back, I think it has the heaviest, it has the heaviest influence on the bad stuff that happens, because again, Charlotte was someone that he thought he could trust, um, yeah. and he compl- and and there's another tie he can't ever go back to, um, yeah. and when this does come back up, you know, because 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 Penny, unlike Sarah Lynn, is still alive, there is the chance that a she might say something, um. Uh, or or be um, something worse might happen still. Um, yeah. Like the effect hasn't ended yet. I mean, as bad as I might say this, at least Sarah Lynn's dead. Nothing worse can happen to Sarah Lynn now. Whereas with Penny, she's still got a long life ahead of her. And, you know, like even when, when, when she, when he reappears at the end of season three with Sarah Lynn to like, to, and, and like, and she sees Penny there. It's like, oh my God. Oh yeah. And he's like, he goes out just to apologize to her and still manages to mess that yeah. up. It's like, you, yeah, and again, awful, we said awful behavior. Yeah. I, I I completely forget sometimes uh, you get the, the bit with the stomach pump, but like like almost fucking kills them. Um, yeah. So yeah, great. Yeah, it's my number yeah. four episode that one actually, and I've got it pretty high. It's quite heavy hitting. Um, I can see why. Yeah, it's the first truly like oof and, of the show, and then um, and then he goes home and Diane's still there, which is <laughs> quite funny. But uh, yeah, and then he's been replaced in secretary with a it, CGI. It, but you are right because it's like I, it's like I was watching the Funny Games yesterday, and you'll watch the you'll watch the film. I feel like a good ninety percent of it, I'm really like, oh, this is really good, looks good, I'm engaged, I like the characters, and then something that happens at the end, you're just like, oh, all my perceptions this, of this episode have just have just been smashed, just because I, I, yeah, the the stuff with the balloons they were letting off by the tankard. It's really good looking. Yeah, it looks really good. Um, it's not often that this show looks brilliant, like uh, as good as it does in that scene. It's and it's it's like a standalone story. This where in twenty minutes they show you an example of what the show as a whole is. Bojack is spiraling, so he makes a change in his life. He starts swinging up. Everyone's getting along, and then he sabotages it and blows it, and he ruins a bunch of people's lives. That's the show. That's each season as a whole. That's the show as a whole. And in this one, it's this 20 minute episode condenses that all into one and it's fantastic. Yeah. And again, really funny. Just yeah. like 
really funny early on, like Pete repeat and the fact that he never does and and the boy who just won't stop getting bonus at the kitchen table. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. yeah great episode. Um I've got Times Arrow at number eight. Yeah, it's an, another one that I have yeah. a bit higher. Um it's a very ambitious episode. Uh, about a character that we don't get much about really, other than the fact that something clearly happened. We of course we saw with the old Sugarman the whole Sugarman place that her life isn't particularly been brilliant. Um but a character that we don't we haven't really got much of at all in the entire series, but but Scotch Horseman, who clearly has a massive Im- impact on Bojack's behaviour. And we've always seen a little glimpses of him telling you know, h- him telling him to be quiet and stop being a girl and all that. The in the the, the way that we see um Butterscotch go from someone that to be admired and oh he's young and he's wants to be an author and he has this big dream. Of course it's a very enticing package and then like like all things, you commit to something and one bad thing after another happens and you sort of like fade away from it and that's quite a very that's very relatable. Um and he's just turns out to be an absolute horrible person and never apologizes for his actions you see you see like the stuff with henrietta in particular like oh my god that name means so much now it's just a throwaway like funny name calling <laughs> calling his son henrietta but she has like a squiggled out face when in her flashbacks and stuff it's it's really a look into the into the mind of someone who's not well at all obviously yeah um and she's got like and in the modern day, you see she's got like this dementia where everything's like merging together. She can't really recognize faces anymore. She doesn't really know where she is. And then this is because she's not a character you're supposed to like early on. Then you get this episode and you see that like her perception of reality at the moment is just so many of her worst memories happening all at the same time, but so distorted yeah. that she can't really tell them. And then happening at the same time as what's happening to her now. And it's it's so tragic. You know, it's so it's so. Like, Another uh, another word we have I've never I haven't actually used for this show yet and maybe I should have all the way back in the introduction is that this show is so refreshing um, it's so nice to see um, something like dementia which is something that a lot of people um, either had or a lot of people probably you or I family members our parents you know someone we know is going to have yeah. it. Yeah. Our age and ev- older than yeah, us, and everyone's younger had, than us. Everyone's had and it's so interactions with it's it. It's so refreshing to see it portrayed not as something that's funny. Because, because yeah. don't get me wrong, um, my grandmother right now, who's suffering from heavy depression, uh, depression, heavy dementia. It it can be funny when you're sat there and you have the same conversation about eight times over a cup of tea. Like it is, it, it it's human nature to go. Okay, I've had this conversation before. I know exactly what to say, and you play along with it. Um, but it's nice to see what impact that's having on the person with dementia, because clearly, you know, yeah. she's hurting, and it's she know she sat there conscious that she has she has no way of letting Bojack know that she's sorry for what she's done, and she wants to. Yeah, she, and it's can see. and that's what hurts so much, isn't it? That like. She's a character who, for the first four seasons, you are told, this woman's a bitch, we hate her, she's horrible all the time, she's making Bojack's life a misery, he doesn't speak to her. And then you get this episode where you look inside her head and it's like, she she may not have been nice back in the day, but now she can't help it. She's like, this is her reality and it's horrible. Mm. Yeah. Like, so it's, it, 
Um, we might yeah. get onto Times Arrow a bit more later when we get to at the top because I know you like it a lot. Yeah. Um, what's your number seven? No, I'm going to ask you to save your number seven because it's my favorite episode. So f- you. Um, uh, I'll say what it is then. We just won't <laughs> talk about yeah, it. Yeah, it's a. Or do you want me to just? Oh, wait, save is it? it? So... Hang on. No, no. I might have got this wrong. Sorry, because I I wrote your list down wrong initially. Oh. It's not, is it fish out of water? No. Okay, good. I got fish out of water a bit higher. Okay. Showstopper? Uh, yeah, okay. my number seven is the showstopper. Yeah, you can say, you could talk whatever you want about yeah. showstopper. Which is, I just think, this was an episode where the first few times I watched it, for some reason, it just didn't leave an impact on me. And then I went back to it later on. I was just watching it, and it was when me and my friend were doing one of our rewatches of BoJack, and we were just sat there, and we were just in stunned silence the whole time, and then we just thought, this is incredible. And it's the episode where... Philbert's come out, it's a success, and everyone has loved it. And for Bojack, for some reason, that's a reason for him to sabotage himself. It's not a reason Mm. to celebrate. It's not a reason for him to think, okay, I've just done something. I've worked hard for something. It's had a good result. Everyone's happy with me, and I'm in a good place. I need to keep doing that. He looks at that and immediately looks at it as an excuse for self-sabotage. Then he just spirals into his addiction. He goes on another binge. And it's just a a blend of like when someone's suffering with addiction. Because addiction is a horrible thing. Like it's not your fault when you get addicted to something. And in this, he's addicted and his reality and the fiction he works on and the drug reality he's in. It's, it's three different realities and they're all blending together. And he just can't get a grip on it. And seeing the animation just like blend it all together into just this like big scope story and then like it's just getting bigger and bigger and crazier and crazier with the animation then it all just comes crashing down to that like to the ending where it just immediately it's no longer big sort of crazy visuals it's just he's strangling Gina Mm. and everyone's like Bojack what are you doing yeah and like it all just comes crashing down I think it's a a stunning piece of television which everything that we're speaking about for the next half an hour is gonna be yeah yeah I I the, the main, I love the fact that um, you can't tell the difference between when he's Philbert and when he's Bojack and it, how destructive that is as well. Because, um, yeah. of course, and the set, and the it set is his home. Yeah, and it makes you wonder early on in the season, like, why have they made Philbert's house Bojack's house? And it's because it's it, all, it all leads to this. It, ho- it also has right. an absolutely cracking musical number which gets reprised in the finale. Yeah. Um, Stephen yeah. Beatrice, very good singer, obviously. I've listened to Don't Stop Dancing a lot. Um, and I'm so glad that Bojack Horseman has soundtracks available to listen to, unlike another TV show full of loads of really great songs that, that, that aren't, that aren't av- readily available on Spotify. Um, a show with a bunch of great songs <laughs> that are readily available on Spotify, except for it's season 10. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> to be fair, I, I don't remember much about this episode other than the, and the fact that he strangles her. Um, and of course, that has an impact. Yeah, it's so upsetting because um, Gina's a really tragic character, isn't it? Because because she's presented in the first episode that we see her as I, I saw her as someone who was a competent actress who was like who who backed who who was like ready to become a star. But then you see that the the more she grows and the and like the better she becomes in the role the more you realise that actually, you no, know, she's she's very inexperienced, or she's not used to being in fame, and so she doesn't know how to react to it. And she's got someone like Bojack there who who 
isn't really that supportive towards her. And like every time he says something negative, she misinterprets it as something really positive. And at like, the bits where like Hollyhock is creeping around her house behind when when she's looking at Bojack and the fact they move in together and like Bojack's never quite happy about it. He doesn't know how to end it with her. And then yeah. and she's like really happy in her life and she can't wait to spend the rest of her life with Bojack, only for it to come crash the reality to come crashing down in this episode for her. What a tragic character and a, a really again a, another look into how Bojack it Bojack's power, not Bojack's name and power, not necessarily all the actions he does, but just by being Bojack, how how um, have an impact. how like um on edge everyone around him is and how trepidatious being near him is um my number yeah. seven is the face of depression which another season six <laughs> yeah well well it's the best season what can i say yeah <laughs> um mr butter being the face of depression is is something that's just hilarious yeah. sad dog sad dog <laughs> i can't believe that we're we're in a we're, we're, we're talking about a, a show that's so popular that a meme is literally one of the main gags. Um, yeah, that, that really dates and it. You get <laughs> you get the cracking interaction of Mr. Peanut Butter. Sometimes the people who seem the happiest are actually the saddest. <laughs> then Mr. Peanut goes, "Oh no, I seem very much the happiest." Yeah. And then you you that, <laughs> that that's such a great contrast to the scene where Bojack goes to see Diane, and like, no, this yeah. is the true face of depression. Um, she's not in a good place. And there's and the Bojack showing up out the blue certainly isn't going to help anyone here. Um, and what what what's the placard she has when she's waiting for um, Gus? Um, some some show was always bad. Um, ah, that's so annoying. See the placard she has when Gus comes back, when Guy comes back. Ah, now well, but um, yeah. Um, it's again, it's it's a calm before the storm. This episode goes far too well for the rest of the season to be happy. And it's just a little high where he goes to see Hollyhock in Chicago. And it, uh, no. Yeah, is it Hollyhock in Chicago? Creek was always bad. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, yeah, yeah. And like, like, um, of course you got the stuff with Diane with her antidepressants. Um, but then you got stuff with Princess Carolyn as well. She's happy spending time with Judah and Ruthie. Like, I, th- my, that's just the, just a little funny moment from the episode is when Ruthie destroys the painting just by sitting down. I just found that really yeah. funny. Uh, and then she tells the story of Amelia Earhart um, to Ruthie. I think that's a nice little moment. But again, it's just like everything's going far too well here. I- I'm expecting by the end of the episode something really horrible to happen. Um, but no, he gets a job as a professor. And we see, you know, he goes. it goes really well for him. But as we know, this episode is so good and so many, many things bad no, nothing bad happens so much that all the bad stuff that should happen yeah. spends an entire it's episode, the next episode to take up. So, one of um, the highest highs, isn't it, of the whole show? Yeah. It's like, well, everything's kind of just going well. I, I, I was watching it going, this, this can't, this, this can't end with him killing himself now, can it? Or is the high so high? Is it like, is it like a good man goes to war? You will never be higher, and then you will fall. It's like, is it like that? Um, in Demons Run, maybe. Um, but yeah, it's it's it's, it's just a, I all these episodes in my top ten, twenty are they're mainly interchangeable, and they're just little moments that I find funny that define them against each other. And I can't really explain to you why this this is so high up, other than the fact that again, it's it's just an immeasurable high. 
you know, it's 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 the most fun I've had watch. I, it's the, it was the most fun I had watching BoJack that season because it was like, oh, the surprise is quite funny as well, but that has a that has like a sad ending. So, the surprise is really funny. <laughs> yeah, the surprise is very good. Oh, uh, sorry, and Diane's stuff with the pills again. Um, you know, the weight gain, the fact she's sick, and guys there just being supportive. Um, again, depression is something that has like a negative connotation to it. Um, but it's the depression that's negative, not the person. I like the fact that Guy's there to say that. Um, again, I think everyone, this is a show everyone should watch because it'll certainly help you have a look at your life and think maybe I shouldn't be mean to other people and when I don't have to be. There will be someone in this show you will relate to who you will look at and go, I have similar problems to that, and now I know how I should not act about mm. those problems. Uh, at number six, I have, in a episode we've spoken about a lot already, nice while it lasted the finale of season six it's the last episode of the show i just think a a fantastic finale and the perfect way to end this show it would have been too easy for the show to end on everyone's problems being solved or everyone's or everyone having a tragic ending it would have been too easy and i like that this episode is just bojack's had his consequences now he's in prison he's working through his problems like you said he's got his routine and then Mr. Peanut Butter comes, he gets him out of prison, he has his nice conversation with Mr. Peanut Butter in the in the car. We get a, a classic Mr. Peanut Butter shenanigan when they reveal the new Hollywood sign and it's Hollywood now. <laughs> and um, it's not as if I'm gonna, he... it's not as if I'm gonna go away from, <laughs> gonna back, go off and talk talk to my old friend, is there? What are the chances of that? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> and then that. you get you get to the the part, the the wedding, and, and he has that sweet moment outside with Todd. He has a moment you already mentioned with Princess Caroline where it's like, I had all this stuff I want to say to you, but I don't need to, do I? Mm. Then he's got that fantastic ending with Diane on the roof, which oh. I already spoke about of like, they've just come full circle now and they just know each other so well that they can just sit in silence and, and watch the star. And I think it's just, it's just the perfect way to end this show. Like we don't need, we're not seeing the conclusion to any of these character stories. We're just, we've seen up to the point that we need to see mm. now. Like, like, there's no more that we need to see these characters. We came into their lives at a point, and we're leaving their lives at a point. And because I, I think a lot of shows try to feel too definite with like they feel like the characters' lives have started when we started watching them, and the characters' lives end when the credits roll. But Bojack's not like that. The characters' lives have been going for 30, 40 years of of stuff before we come in, and they're gonna go for another 30, 40 years when we're gone. Um. Mm. And we just have this just happens to be the bit that we saw. Yeah, and yeah, I think fantastic, perfect way to end the show. It just strikes the balance really well. Of just like they don't end it too tragic, they don't end it too happy, because they just they don't really end it. No, this it, yeah. Um, there was a, it's not an so ending, there was a it's question a I did ask you a couple of we- couple of weeks ago about. See, see, there was a lot of the um. People weren't happy that the show ended, were they? Not really, like, because cause net people are always on edge with Netflix cancelling and uh, keep deciding to keep certain projects over others. Um, was this was this always intended to be the end, um, or was it I'm something that was put sure on? I'm pretty sure. I think it was a combination of they knew they were building to the ending and Netflix cancelled it, and I think that's why they went for a longer final season. Was they knew how they were going to wrap it all up, and they knew that they were kind of there anyway. So I think it was probably I think it was just sort of like a mutual agreement with Netflix of let's let's end it then. Mm. Okay. Let's do it. 
Yeah. And like there's there's no loose ends left by the end. There's there's not anything more to see. All the consequences have had their mm. their reaction. Every character's had their story. Yeah, it's, I suppose. It just it just it it just we just stopped seeing it. Yeah. I think I think it's a fantastic ending. Yeah, I, I agree. Um and I was very happy that he wasn't dead. Um Yeah. It's too easy. Too easy to kill him off. Yeah. Um my number six I don't even think this is in your top twenty either. Uh, so uh, just one last thing I want to say about the finale. Oh, go it's got uh, the only "Why the Long Face" joke of the whole show, because uh, the song that plays at the start over the prison montage is a is a "Why the Long Face" song. <laughs> just just excellent. They they waited all the way. <laughs> um, yeah, my number six is Int Sub. Just a just a an absolutely creative episode. The changing of the character designs and names was inspired. Uh, Bobo the zebra, um, you know, her, <laughs> a Todd being just a giant hand um, was quite funny. <laughs> uh, I like the fact that we got introduced to these two therapists or uh, yeah, these two professionals just having a chat, and like all their stories are always are, are connected entirely because of course they are anywhere in Hollywood. One of Diane, Mister Peanut Butter, Princess Carolyn, Bojack or Todd has to be involved somewhere. And I like the fact that like one realizes, oh my god, that's the resolution to my story. Quick, let me stop your story so I can resolve my story right back to your story. Um, but again, it's another episode where oh, this is all this is going nice, quite nicely. There's a few funny gags. We get the who took the last cheese and how that becomes like a nice <laughs> little resolution of of like no. Uh, no, Todd, I really like you and I'd like you to live with me because you're great with Ruthie and I like having you around. Something that, that, that Bojack Horseman never said to him. I, never I said imagine, to him. I no, imagine. Never. And maybe not even Pe- Mr. Peanut Butter, even as much as, as close as they were. They were business partners, not, you know. Um, but then you get to the bit in the submarine, which is stupid by the, in itself. Like, why are you building a submarine? It said int sub. That, that means that it's not meant to be a submarine. Um, <coughs> but then, you know, Diane f- turns on, writes that piece, and it's like, holy crap, I can't believe they put that in. And like, nobody, like you got Mr. Peanut Butter there, obviously, like doing his lines, and then they find um, the other girl, and it's just like, they, 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 he, he gets, she gets him to say the stuff that he said on the tape recording, and it's just like, oh my God. That that is that is horrible, Diane. But I kind of think that Diane's in the right doing it because he needs that wake up of no, this is Not a really terrible thing. And I think that's the nicest way she could have done it without saying it to his face, make him realise it himself. Mm. That's called formative assessment. Thanks to my edu- <laughs> thanks, to, thanks to my teaching course. I know what that's called now. <laughs> Sorry, um, but um, yeah. Um, and then it's revenge, isn't it? Because Di- uh, she. Um, he ruined her therapist for Diane. So, yeah, again, it's it's just it's another episode that builds up, builds up, builds up. Hmm, where's this going? Oh, I didn't expect that. <laughs> that yeah, fantastic episode. Um, and it has a giant submarine in it, which is cool. Mm, yeah, int sub. Yeah, right, fantastic. What's your number five? Uh, an episode I sort of, an episode I don't like talking about um, because it's it's well the the episode title sums up the best isn't it it's too much too man. much man i think sarah lynn obviously has one of the most tragic stories in this she starts as just a, a kid who who just wants to be an actor in hollywood and that it, 
happens to, to go down the, the road that unfortunately so many child actors do where because they're in that Hollywood lifestyle from so young she forced all the, all the drugs and stuff and I think that every time Bojack goes back to her for the first three seasons for another drug binge you just know like every time you're watching you're like oh this can't end well and like you just can't watch and then you reach this episode where I think although Sarah Lynn's death comes as a surprise in this episode I still think on a on a level you know that this is the episode where it's coming because mm. like it, they their binge is so big and although there's there's a lot of levity throughout the episode like suck a dick dumb shit which is fantastic um just like it's it's everything you've learned about Sarah Lynn all along they keep reminding you here like of how she started everything she's been through the fact that she really just wanted to be an architect and then, like, yeah. they, they crash the kids' model home down. She's like, you should have used triangles, nerds. <laughs> um, and you just watch the whole thing. And, like, and they just keep going. And then, like, they see on the news her dad's like, Sarah Lynn, just come home. Like, mm. and then, like, you get the ending in the planetarium where I want to be an architect. And then it's beautiful, isn't it, Sarah Lynn? Sarah yeah. Lynn. Like, yeah, fantastic. The, just an episode that... I was so devastated when I first watched it. And then it's not even the end of the season. You've got to watch one more. Mm. And just like I remember not being and then quite s- sure that she died as well. I was like, what? Is she dead? Yeah, because they'd already done one fake out in the hotel room. Yeah. And yeah, mm. just just a a properly tragic. Yeah. It's, and, then, it's... and then that shot at the end of them silhouetted against the aquarium is Again, it's, yeah, it's it's another it's another episode. image that is that is ingrained onto your memory if if Bojack Horseman comes up, so iconic. Um, and it you know it, it goes all the way. It it's it's another storyline like Escape from L.A. that never runs away from Bojack. It's what it's what season six is about, basically, isn't it? And it's what pay it's, it's what the Hollywood reporters are looking for. Um, and, I and it's like you can look at any character in in the show and think all the yeah all this tragic stuff has happened to them because of Bojack and they they're going through terrible stuff and they're they're all they've all got severe mental yeah. health problems because of what Bojack did to them. But and I and it sucks to say it, but you look at them all and go, but they're alive. And I don't think there's anyone yeah. that that got the impact quite like Sarah Lynn because yeah. she just she didn't even survive Bojack. Yeah, Sarah Lynn was easily my despite only being in the show for three seasons reasons she was easily my favorite side character um just i think Kristen shawl was fantastic she's fantastic the, yeah, we she's get amazing. to see her at so many different ages and we see we basically we she's like every celebrity like we ba- we basically know her entire life you know from yeah. start to finish there's nothing about her personality or about her about well, her, the stuff about the architecture obviously comes out in private but there's nothing about her life that we as the audience don't know and that's very real to like you think of someone like well, think you of think of someone like Britney Spears, Amy Winehouse, those sort of characters. Where, Lohan. Yeah, you just look back, and particularly with someone like um, Amy Winehouse, all you have to do is listen to her songs, and all you have to do is read is read three years worth of Sun headlines, and uh, oh, I yes. I know exactly where this is coming from. And you watch mock you watch mock the week, and you watch you hear what Frankie Boyle says about about her, and you're like, oh, I get it. Like there's there's so much that could have been done from here to now to stop this, and it just makes you angry. If you make yeah, you angry, like, all her songs like she's it makes you angry that she's the help. one that dies, and the fact that she yeah. she got better, and once again the power of Bojack, 
destroyed her. Yeah, just it's, yeah, yeah it's tragic. So... It's it's like I said, it's not an episode that's that's fun to talk about because it's it's probably there are sad episodes of this show, but I don't think there's any episodes less fun than this one. Even the view from halfway down, which I know that both of us are, are still yeah. left to talk. <laughs> At least about, it has a nice musical. Like, even that. that one, there's jokes. <laughs> like, yeah, the only character actually at risk in that episode is Bojack. Yeah, but this, this is yeah, this is just a tragic At has, episode. Yeah. And At least it has Zach Raff in it. <laughs> um, right, my next two episodes we've already covered: Ruthie and Escape from LA. So. Yeah. Uh, my to... next episode is your number yeah, one. Yeah, so we'll leave that. So, so I'm should happy we to skip jump? that. So I'll move to my number three, I guess. Which is Free Churro. Free Churro. Just fantastic. Like, animation where a lot of people will tell you that with animation, you're supposed to do stuff that you can't do with live action. Because you can do anything with animation. Anything your imagination says, you can do. You can imagination the nation. Yeah. You can imagination the imagination. And there's so many episodes of BoJack that do that. Um, the Showstopper, Downer Ending, all of these, like they really make the most of, of animation. But if animation is an art form where you should be able to do anything, then you know that you've really nailed it if you make an episode that is one character and one camera angle doing a monologue for 20 minutes where the only real joke told through the animation is a, is a punchline at the end. And I think probably Will Arnett's just best. But I can't believe we haven't even mentioned him yet. Will Arnett, fantastic in the show. It's probably just his best episode because it's just because we've had so much now of the relationship between Bojack, his mother, and little glimpse of his father. That just his his speech in this is just incredible. And like, and it's it's an episode that's like everyone does grieve in different ways, and like sometimes you don't realize that you will miss someone until they're gone. And by then it's, it's too late. And I think that they encapsulate that really well with Bojack at the end saying my mother's dead and everything is worse now. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's just fantastic. It's just a, a monologue done spectacularly. And it's, it's got everything Bojack's got. It's funny. It's sad. It's tragic. And the whole time, cause he's Bojack, you know, something's going to go wrong. Yeah. There's, um, it, this is definitely the episode which I knew about when it came to Bojack Horseman. Uh, it's, I, I think it's safe to say that this is probably the most popular episode, or at least the most famous. I imagine it's the yeah. top of the IMDb one. Um, it's, it's up there. There's a lot of 9.8s and 9.9s. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's great, isn't it? It's one big punchline. Um, it's just one. I, I wouldn't even call it a monologue. It's a rambling. It's a journey through someone's head and there are a lot of times in this show where we see a journey through someone's head visually represented as drawings or sketches around them when when we have whenever we go on trips it's represented in the animation like as a bit blurry the the change in the colors in certain in certain scenes like is opposite the mood of those colors is opposite what's actually being said um but this is a case of now it's just one man rambling on and the words are so powerful that you can follow every single step that's going on. Um, and it, it's the fact that when you start it, um, you don't know that his mother's died. You don't know that it's the start of a funeral immediately. Um, 
He's at the wrong funeral as well, which is quite funny. But um, <laughs> I, 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 was so like, funny. I, I had to go. Wait, is this the is this the episode people are on about? Um, oh yeah, it is. There's a coffin there. Uh, it's a shame we don't get to see Beatrice resolve. Let's get. We don't get to see that resolution because, like a lot of people dying, people aren't usually there. Um, there's no Hollywood ending when you, when so you know when s something happens like that for s different circumstances. So it's not. It's no different for us. Um, and like, the, yeah, it does come out of nowhere. Like people don't get always get to say goodbye, say the the goodbyes they want to say, and they don't always get to do the last things they want to do, all the redemptions they want to do, because sometimes you you just die. Mm. Yeah. So I, I, it's 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 a very good um, episode. I don't really have much to. Think. It's just same with all all the good community episodes. When they're good, you just go, yeah, they they're good, and they yeah, they are good. So there's another episode like this. Yeah, it's really good. Um, what's my uh, next? I, is your number two my number one? No, <laughs> no, it isn't actually. Oh, oh interesting. That's my number three, but I wasn't going to say it because I okay. wanted you to have your number one. My second yeah, one, and I'm amazed I haven't mentioned it that much, is the old Sugarman place. Yeah, I've got this uh, number 13. Honestly, yeah, I do, <sighs> do have it up It there. has, first of all, it has my... I. No, I'll start that again. Um, it's such a different episode. Um, it, it it's the first time we physically go and visit the past, as in we go to the locations where where these characters lived. Um, the tragedy of Honey Sugarman is really horrible, like a, a lobotomy. Like we're gonna fix, mm. yeah, we're gonna fix her womanly emotions. Holy crap! And then you 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 sympathise with Beatrice so much, knowing what what she went through as a child and what she saw. Matthew Broderick's in it, which is a nice little um, nice little cameo. And then you got this brilliant um, character that 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 mirrors Honey in Eddie, the the widow, the the the, the dragonfly. And there's something so sat satisfying about the renovation of the house. You know the. Um, and then no, there's something so frustrating it. when they destroy it at the end again and they knock the thing off. Like, he finally flies and it's like, oh, yes, he's put the thing on. Uh, Doing something good. Yeah. And he just and again, it. This, this, this episode has my favourite scene in the entire show, which was the um, the song. Um, uh, what's it called? I Will Always Think of You. It's not called that, is it? It's called... Yeah, I Will Always Think of You, yeah. Um, it's only like a minute long and it's just like... It's it's spread over two times, isn't it? She's singing in the past. Mm. He's singing in the future. It's beautifully, beautifully sung by um, Jane Krakowski Krakowski and Coleman Domingo. Like, I, I generally thought it was an original song. Oh no, I generally thought it was like a song that they were adapted. No, it's an original song. Absolutely beautifully sung. Um, it just works. The whole episode just stops for two minutes, and you just get to watch an absolutely beautiful piece of art. Like him on the piano, her looking around the audience. Is, she, is there someone else there in the past? Is there someone else there in the present singing with them? Or are they singing alone? Or are they imagining singing with other people? You know, there's something quite ghostly about that scene. And then again, for, for, for Bojack Horseman to just dismiss it right at the end and say, no, I'm, he's, learnt, he's finally come over his fear of flying, uh, getting over his dead wife, finally. And then he just knocks the, he knocks the, wind, the wind thing off at the top. It's just like, you bastard. And it's the thing I've yeah. listened to or rewatched the most since finishing Bojack Horseman. Um, yeah, I've 
absolutely adore this episode. It's just it's just so it's just a little sober sobering one, you know. Um, it's a little personal adventure for BoJack Horseman, which it, we look into. The, As I said, I've, yeah, we look into the past. It's not in my top ten, but it's it's at thirteen. But with this show, like, yeah, even when you get to number twenty, it's still a like the it's not an insult to the episode. It's just a compliment yeah. to the rest. And again, it make, it's, it, the ending makes me really angry. So uh, it's done something right. Um, right, should we get on to our number one? Um, yeah, I will mention. I've got just haven't mentioned it. Yet. I've got Times Arrow at number two. Yeah, I know we've already very much spoken about Sorry, Times yeah, Arrow. I, I am well. your number one is is my number four. Yeah, and I had it my my top. I've got a top fifteen TV episodes of all time list. Um, that and I have a rule on that list. It's one per show. Um, the the top two are they're they're reserved. They're the finale of Community and their Day of the Doctor. Um, so it's basically it's basically a, a top thirteen uh, underneath those two. Uh, I saw your number one, and it went to to immediately that number three spot underneath the finale of Community and, and Day of the Doctor. And I thought it's going to take this show something really bloody impressive to top that. And I went into season four, and I started, and I thought it's going to be a great season, but it's just not going to top. Fish out uh, of water. The, your your yeah. number one is just not going to top fish out of water, and then season four, five, and six all ended up with an episode that I have above fish out of water now because it's at my number four in my ranking. But but I saw Times Arrow and I was blown away. I I was just I was shocked to see, and I don't know if why I was shocked to see this show do it, and I, but I think it's just because I was shocked to see any show do it. Was do an episode that's not just the tragic backstory of a character that we've grown to hate and start to learn more about but to do it through the lens of but it's happening in their mind while they're suffering through very late stage dementia i just thought was so impressive i it blew my mind when i first saw it and there's only one episode of the show i've got above it and it took the show until almost the very end to do it and and my number one is is the view from halfway down yeah i got that number joe's the shows i think you were mentioning scores on mdb so i was looking at scores this got a 9.9 so i think it's the show's number one on on mdb and it's it's just fantastic and it's it puts together i think an excellent group of characters to to be in because it's sort of in bojack's mind as he drowns in the pool and bojack didn't mean to, to kill himself he had a bender and he stumbled in the pool um and it is because it's secretariat it's is it Bojack's uncle? Yeah, that that died in the war. It's got Zach Braff as their butler, who you always forget died in this show. It's got um, burnt alive. What's it's his? It's got Sarah Lynn. It's got Cordray Jackson Jackson. Yeah, Cordray Jackson Jackson. Um, and it's just, and you don't quite get it at first, like fully what's going on, and you don't get that like the the dripping black water and the the black tendrils of ooze. You don't really get what they are, like because it's it's posing them as oh, they're the afterlife. But no, it's not. It's the water engulfing Bojack as he drowns. And you watch it like they're in the house and the dinner party and you're like, what's really going on here? Mm. Um, and just, and as it goes on and then and then eventually leading to that talent show where it's just so much and they all go down through the door and none of them really want to go as they go. And then like you get Herb's there mm. um, and he says that, and Bojack's like, guess I'll see you on the other side. And Herb's like, oh, Bojack, after all this time, you just haven't figured it out yet, have you? There's there's no other side. And then um Secretariat's chilling oh, God. poem, The View from Halfway Down one, where like 
because the whole episode he's saying to to Bojack, "Oh, I went out on my terms. I killed myself. I knew when I was going to die because I knew when it was coming." And they're like hearing what he actually felt about it, and then just that scene at the end where he's on the phone to Diane, um, and she's just like, "I can't help you, Bojack. One, I'm in Chicago, and two, I'm in your head." And like that's the point where you're just watching. You think like, "Oh, God, it's." too much <laughs> like, mm. it's just a it's a fantastic piece of television it's it's such a good look at like confronting death and like the the burn to suicide and like and how like the different ways of death can affect people in different ways um so obviously there's there's people here who knew they were going to die as they were dying there's people who had no idea mm. um it's just yeah just a, a, a crazy episode and and so like and something you even when watching through season six you wouldn't see it coming in a thousand years because it's something so like unique in its place in the show and i I think it's i think it's wonderful Mm. it's a great subversion as well and just terrifying yeah it's a terrifying episode i've never been so scared of death watching a tv show as as when watching this episode another great musical number as well um yeah uh yeah I, I've always found the deaths quite interesting in it because, again, there are some that, I mean, Corduroy Jackson sort of like slips in. Yeah. So it's not as if he, that that's clearly accident. But then you get to Sarah Lynn who yeah. jumps backwards mm. and you're like, okay, she, there's a sense that maybe did Sarah Lynn know, that, know what she was doing when she was with Bojack? Well, that's um, her death was her slipping backwards, wasn't it? She was so yeah. And then, showed him and then you've got Herb, who's just like, yeah, it's taking me over. I can't do anything about it now. Because um, that was his cancer, and he, he knew it was coming. It's very interesting. Um, Secretariat, who struggles against it, because he changed his mind. He halfway down, he's changed his mind. God. Yeah, that fantastic. freaking like, poem. The way that, like, <laughs> yeah, Jesus horrible, isn't Christ. it? <laughs> and it's just like the way that you can get a bunch of characters walking through a door, and it represents what we already knew about these characters, like, in a way that, like, just by that action of how they go through the door is yeah yeah it's number three for me um i think you said everything that i could say about it and everyone everyone who's seen it could probably say about it um just for reference although i haven't brought them up yes my number three old sugarman place number two i'd escape from la and ruthie at four and five because we already talked about them i didn't want to talk about them again um and my number one which was for your for a long time, your number one, which I think is fa- fair enough. I think it's the most um, artistically ambitious episode of, commu- of Community, Community. Of, of Bojack Horseman. Um, very, very simple premise. I think premise. Uh, uh, I think sto- premise is a light is like a light term. He's a bloke. He doesn't know how to turn his. He doesn't know how to turn the voice on on his helmet, so he can't speak to anyone. It's just so nice to have a quiet episode for once uh so much happens in this show that it's very easy for your head to get lost when stuff is happening yeah. um and so everything's always depressing everything's always oh someone's gonna oh someone's done a bad thing oh someone's got a business venture or oh, blah 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 so just to have just sit there in silence and just listen to the nice music for 20 minutes is is was really satisfying for me it's so different to anything that the show did before um and we get to see kelsey a little bit um i find it really funny that 
he writes that really long message, and as soon as it gets to her, it's all squiggles. Um, I love I love any cute animals. Hey, the little seahorse reminded me of Boo from Monsters Inc. You know the way that she appears in his like coat jacket somehow, and uh, crawling all over his helmet, and then eventually when he when he gives her back. Well, the dad's like, well, what do you want? Do you want money? No. Oh, what do you want? Well, just don't go then. <laughs> I, that's not what he says. Of course, they can't speak. They're underwater. But I imagine it's like he's so sad when he goes to wave goodbye and the ho- the seahorse doesn't know who... He doesn't know which seahorse he saved. Um, yeah, it's just... It just a, looks fantastic. And the bit where they're flying and they're bouncing, just beautiful. And yeah. again, I, we've we, the, 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 there's something to say about how crude this... The, the animation usually is on this show, but it's actually really, really good. And the only reason why it's crude is because it's that's on purpose. And so when you give it the yeah. chance to actually be beautiful, I really noticed this in season six. They clearly got a load of more money or something because season six looks absolutely stunning from start to finish. But this episode in particular, it's so creative with its colors and its characters um, and its premise. Um, it's just a nice little story. Um, and, if I was to show somebody an episode of BoJack Horseman to get them going, I would probably pick this one because it's like this is what it's this is it. Look, look, look! You you can tell it, everything it about BoJack. Really well, all well. about BoJack. Um, he's doing something heroic. Uh, you can see the the you can see how selfish he is at times. You can see what matters to him. You can see that he doesn't entirely. He's not entirely selfish. He does care about other people when when he needs to. He's not going to abandon a child to die at the side of the road, is he? Um, yeah, it's just little, nice, little, beautiful. And you, you already used the the best word for it, and that's it's just a piece of art, isn't mm. it? This episode, it's so good, and like it made me think things watching it that like you just haven't thought about until this episode. Like, yeah, this world has animal people. Obviously, yeah. there are underwater cities because the fish aren't fish; they're people. Yeah, it's obviously where oh, the fish God. live. And they, they, they yeah, and the morality's about it, isn't there? Yeah. Um, oh, the, the, and obviously, the, saltwater taffy is made in the in the sea. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you get um at the seahorse milk commercial with um Mr. Peanut Butter as well, of course. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I just yeah again, it it, it takes the, you right out come come as though because because yeah. all we all we see are environments that you would always see in um in the real world, and like it's only really this and there is when they there's of course this Labrador. And then the, where they go to the chicken farm, which I find a really chilling episode, um, with the, with when um you know um, when they're hiding the chicken. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's just like yeah, it, it 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 really makes this world feel different to the real world that we're in. Also reminded me of Shark Tale, the city in Shark Tale. But you know, yeah, yeah, it's just very very good, isn't it? Yeah, I think yeah, just just excellent. And another one like free churro where it does this really like good artistic piece with just a cracking punchline <laughs> he couldn't turn his modulator on or the translator on uh, it's absolutely hysterical um yeah i'm we, um, glad i watched this show yeah, it took me a while fantastic. i'm glad i watched and watched and, and watched it took me a while convinced my dad to if watch, anybody my brother were to, to watch if anybody to look at my letterbox over the last two months it's slowed down a lot because every three second I had, I was watching BoJack Horseman. BoJack, and I'd watch yeah. it three or four hours at a time, quite easily. Um, it's fantastic, and it's it's so easy to binge because 
it's a it's a story from start to finish. Like you mm. you just gotta like, you gotta know what happens next, but you also you've as I said earlier, you've got to get through it. Like it's like Game of Thrones. You can't finish like you can't finish it's too much, man. And then stop for a week. No. Because you have to see more. Like you can't have it like your viewing experience end on Sarah Lynn dying. Yeah. Um and I'm gonna I think we should probably start wrapping up there because yeah. we've got five minutes before my recording cuts off and uh, makes me start a new one. Ah. So uh join in soon for for part two Gavin on Gavin and Stacey. Very different which, show. Whilst I loved, very different, and I, I'm not sure we'll get quite as much out of <laughs> but, Less but yeah, I'm but I'm I will say that I'm also very glad that I watched Gavin and Stacey in return for this. It's different, isn't it? Um yeah. But I guess all that's left to say from me is uh is goodbye. And from Reese. Goodbye. Have a watch the show. Well, if you've got this far, you don't need to anymore. <laughs> watch the <laughs> show. Yeah, we spoil everything. <laughs>